All right, so welcome to the podcast. Today is this episode number fifty-four. I'm just gonna talk about some of the different computer cables because I thought, like, hey, why don't I just talk about that so then you can get an idea about what they look like. I'm not gonna like. What I'm not gonna do is be able to show you them because this is a podcast, but I can describe them. So. Okay, here are the different computer cables that you might see, okay? And, uh, you know, if you don't know them all, then here we go. And I'm going to talk about each one a little bit. So, okay. First, we're going to start with VGA. VGA can add the the cord, okay? So what it what it looks like is you'll usually see like the blue ones, and they'll have like the little circle with them. Now, VGA, and I'm getting this from Wikipedia, so take it as you may when because it comes from Wikipedia. So I'm just saying, like, some of the information may not be. But it is a standard that was used to connect output, you know, in the 1980s, TS2 and its systems. So a thing about them that is you'll see is sometimes you think, oh, it's a VGA. But it, it might be a serial port. How you know is you could count the little pin connectors on the inside. They have these little pins on the inside. And they'll usually... Like, you know, it's, it's, it's inside of the little, like, um, in the front, the little thing, you know, have, a, like, all these little pins on the inside, and what, what it has is, like, 15 of those pins, and it is projectors and high-definition television, VGA, so what it is, is it continues to be manufactured, although, basically, kind of DVI and... HDMI are increasingly, you know, being coming substitutes for the cord because it just basically isn't. So what it what it what it what it does what it was designed to do, basically, it could support three twenty. You know, it it, it could do two forty, but you know, it's really better in use. Sometimes you'll see like. Coax, you know, I don't know. It's it's like significant because it should not suffer from crosstalk, whereas signals in one-way wires sometimes could do that. Ghosting occurs implementing. So basically, it can be used in HD televisions, but basically, if you want better quality picture, you'd use HDMI. So what does VGA even stand for? It's a video graphics array or adapter you know that's what i've heard some people call it some people call it video graphics adapter instead of video graphics array but that is it was it was old like standard and 15 pins and it kind of made a d to some you know it, it connected analog basically all vga connectors along with rgb which is you know, the red, the green, and the blue, the blue, the blue. So, there's 15 pin sockets on the inside when you see it. So, 
Red is for video, green, video, blue. Thinking there is no standard required for resolution, but higher cables typically contain quieter wiring that they are less likely to introduce signals degradation. So, yeah. And basically, a BGA extender. You know, it would look like if you had a BGA extender, it would be like this little thing with the 15 pins in it. It would be like an adapter you could hook up. Boosters, they sometimes pictures appear, you know. So what, so BGA adapters can be purchased to convert BGA to other types. Like you can get, you know, DVI to it, but I've seen, you know, USB-C, but it's not possible to get to, to, for those that don't. The conversion from digital forms like uh, HDMI or DisplayPort, a scan converter is, you know, it's basically um, BGA cons of BGA. I wanted to see what the cons of BGA would be, like, so, cons is an older technology with limited support of resolution. It, it must be a higher gauge for it to run. There are 15 pins. It's e and, and, and it's easy to break some of the pins, which then can change the quality. Because what, what would happen is it can cause, it can affect the quality. Analog signals can degrade between connections. You know, but then BGA is a problem. Isn't isn't correctly connected to computer monitor. So some of these cables, what will happen is you would, if you put it in one way, they can only be like some USB-Cs. Like I have an HDMI cord just like this. That some cords can only be put in one way, and they only work if you put them in one way they have to be that way that's what's so neat about like the apple cores which the newer ones is that you could put them in either way and they still work most for the most part so that's key thing to know but like vga what you know and VGA is bad is not used for gaming. It is suited for older generations of game, but you know it doesn't support newer like generation games. Like ugh, VGA is not becoming like a increasing. It's still used, but HDMI and DVI are taking it out. Okay, so what does it look like, a VGA cord? Okay, now we got to talk about that. So there are different types of VGA cords. There are some of these gray ones, which are some have 14 pins actually, but you need 14, but, but you know, what, what can happen is you'll see like different types of these. Like some of them are, Gray, but here's the thing. How many types of VGA cords are there? Well, you may ask that question. There are many different types. 
and to really get a good gauge on what types there are. A VGA is important for uh, complete with its connectors of three rows of 15 uh, video signals. So there are different types, numerous types. There's one that's black and blue, then there's a second one that's like, it's um, black and, you know, what? The, the one that's like black with the blue and the blue, and there's ones that are black on the end with the blue on the inside of that. That is the... The first one, the, the most common one, is the what is known as the female. Right, and then they have the DV183, also used, used for analog video. Standard VGA cord, the black one, which would be, you know, black, it's all black. And then you'd have the SVGA, which is for LCD. Then there's extenders. Which, you know, then you have RCA, you could go to that, the VGA to RGB, you know, so in conclusion, there's just a lot of them. And, okay. now, let's go to serial port, and start talking about serial port, since I've talked about that enough. Okay. So, serial port is similar it's really similar to a VGA. And well, the way it looks, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. So they can look really similar. So you have to be careful and know what you're talking about. So, so serial ports, what they're used for is for sensors. And they were standard on earlier computers. Old Macs use them for the serial ports for printer. You know, it's a nine port device, you know, it's an asynchronous port. So what the function of it was to physically connect asynchronous devices to computers. So computers that were not synchronized with the device, you'd use serial port, they were located on the back, they had two, eight port, you know, they could, they were integrated with using multi-port. So, they're bi-directional, which means they can, you know, communicate both ways. So, you know, the most moderns still use it, but as do printers, but few computers have the port anymore. It's just a lot of computers have stopped the use of that. So, how it works would be you'd have different cable type, you know, and it, what it looks like is it's similar to VGA in the way it looks, but it has nine ports only. And so the serial connector is it carries, receives, you know, the 25 pin connector. It could, but you know what it does? The thing was, if there was a clear message to send, the computer stops the data. Reading resumes. Okay, so it looks like similar, but it has nine pins, and so yeah, that's what it is. We'll get to the next one. So the next one I could talk more about because I know more about it. It's called the HDMI cord. 
Now, we'll be right back with part two. I do. Alright, and we're back. So part two, we were going to talk about HDMI. So what is HDMI, you may ask? The HDMI is, is high definition multi, you know, media interface. And it's used for transmitting video and audio from a source. It's usually your computer, basically, but... And... What we see when when it what it looks like in most time is it looks like a flat like you know little thing. Now HDMI usually has the HDMI thing on it. 4K is premium, 8K you can get that, but yeah, ultra certified cable. Most HDMI connectors type C. You have 19 pins, but it doesn't matter. It's not really about the pins. It's just what do they look like. Usually it's USB-C. HDR audio support. So, you know, HDMI. You know, we have different versions of it. But what it is, is transmitting signal over long distances. Susceptible to noise and signal. And stuff like that. But what consumer, you know, high bandwidth, what it can do is contain high bandwidth. You know, so basically, what it does is it creates you know, audio visual that is, you know, transmitting signal. So passive cables, you know, it can be what they look, what they do is basically they convert to and from HDMI. So you can have an HDMI to a DVI, or you can have an HDMI to USB. USB is the most common when you have laptops, Android phones, you know, Mac computers, you name it, you're probably using it. And you can get an HDMI splitter, which, you know, it just surge protectors, is increasing voltage, you know, do it yourself. You got all types of things. So is this way port better than HDMI? Well, it depends. So this way port, on the other hand, is a newer standard for computers. It can support higher resolutions and refresh rates and bandwidth compared. So this way port, like what do you would do? Yeah, so what it does is it, so HDMI kind of came out, you know, it, when, it, when it really came out was 2002, but in HDMI is older, but, you know, DVI is still, HDMI is the standard right now, for like, and what it looks like, is it looks like a little trapezoid type thing, 
and it usually says HDMI on the cord. Now, alright, now let's go to DVI. So DVI is a digital video interface. It's for boosting the data for modern graphics cards, enhancing the output of quality of flat screen TVs and such, you know, so it's the best of plug and play. And yeah, DVI is the standard and was introduced as a potential replacement for the BESA plug and play display. So, DVI. It looks like similar to a VGA, except that DVI usually has, you know, it has. It has a better picture. It's unique because it can go both digital and analog. DVI converted to other standards as easy So it was invented in, and it has like 15 pins, does it? No, it has 24 pins, like it can have 24. And it usually looks like a square with a rectangle kind of thing with like. The square twisted pair. They're highly resistant to electric noise and other forms. They're backward compatible, you know, but it's low pixel. So DVI can look like many different things, but it usually has like the square or the minus thing on there. So it's usually like the little squares with the minus or like the and they're usually like different than VGA uh, in in the sense that VGA usually has like the little holes one two three four five yep they're holes and one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. DVI usually doesn't have like the little hole, like you know, what, what you'd see with HDMI. So yeah, that's DVI for you. So digital video. It basically what it does is HDMI lacks VGA compatibility. That's the only bad thing. So now let's go to USB, the most common type you'll see. It's Universal Serial Bus, and you know there are three different types of it. It can, it can connect to phones, 
printers, skin candles, you name it. Four specifications, 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 3X, and USB 4. So, basically, you have different types. And what USB is really good for and is USB-C is the newest version. Okay, so there's really three main brands of it. You'll see USB-A, USB-C, USB... B. So USB-B. You may think, what, what the heck is USB-B? So, I'm going to just explain it to you so you... So everybody here knows what what it is. USB B is um USB A. What it looks like is it's usually um one little thing only. So mini USB kind of looks like the little square, you know, thing, and it's like. Kind of hard to explain it, but it looks straight, so it's just USB-A is usually kind of the flat one with the white thing. USB-B is usually like the one that looks kind of looks like a B. And USB-C is kind of like the one that you would see in an Apple you could really... It's like more thin and... So, how do you know if it's a USB-A or USB-C? Again, it is, well, usually the first type. The single connector that will, the shape of the connector. Both ends are named USB-C. USB-C, USB-C. So how do you know if you have USB-A or USB-B? So USB-A is usually the really like thin one. So USB-A, it kind of, USB-A is kind of like the, the one that will connect so USB-C is really thin and let me just I can, can kind of see what it looks like so it's really really uh, thin and it's small if it's bigger you could bigger the bigger one is a so it's basically in size the smaller one that could kind of fit into a Mac, the one you'd see in phones and stuff, that's USB-C. USB-B is mostly for printers, and you kind of know, you kind of could get what those look like, but power cords are kind of like, the, you could explain it, but power cords are basically, they have three holes, and now the ones with the, you know, as, what are Ethernet? Ethernet are family 
of cables, they can be different colors. And Ethernet for local wired local area networks. And why are they used? Well, they have eight pins and Ethernet used for many popular benefits. Why goes it it could operate at four hundred gigabytes per second. It could transmit data over cable, limited mobile the only thing that was different about bad bad about it was limited mobility as it physical cable was acquired. More reliable and security than Wi-Fi. Consistent speed. Data encryption is not reliable. Latency. Wire connection. Transmits data through wireless signals. That's why Wi-Fi would be better. Better mobility. No cables. Not as fast. Well, secure as Ethernet. The less of downside. Inconsistent. Phone to signal interference requires data encryption. Higher latency. Simpler installation process is a better thing. But what would it look like? So, if we got this little cord and I wanted to show you what it looked like, okay, then it would look something, it would usually have eight pins and it's usually the blue, it could be black and it would just, it's the kind of thing that would plug in so you'd have modem, like if you're using DSL, you use a Ethernet cord. To plug in, like most routers would have it. If you have, let's say, let's say you have a home phone that uses, like, like, you know, a lot of the phones that, um, like, if you have a home phone, you probably use a Ethernet cable. So they usually have like the colored wires inside, and. The only thing is, they're really, if you bend them, they really easily can get kind of damaged, is, is a way to say that. And so, Ethernet works, but not a lot. So, Ethernet. Yeah, they usually go into, you know, devices where they plug into, like, a box or something. And, yeah, they could plug in, and then you get Ethernet. Network adapters, okay, these are a different type of cord. Okay, let me just say this. A lot of them, network adapters. So what is a network adapter? So what it means is it can basically all connect over a network and it can be used. It's basically wireless or wired. And what they do is a network it's, it's like an RJ45, sometimes it can be used with that. Wait, 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 what? Network adapters, basically, they could have an Ethernet where you plug in an Ethernet to it, and then it's to USB, or that's a lot of times what happens, or sometimes it's just these like StarTech. Wi-Fi adapter. Okay. And then they hook up to that. But network adapter 
one of the key things to know about network adapters. They're usually like the little like it's like where you hook up cords and cables so that you can get signals up. Those are some of the cables that you will see. And yeah, so common computer cables. Let me just tell you what they are. There's Ethernet, there's video graphics array, and then there's R or there's what's known as RCA, or there's networking cable. So the networking cables that we see, the video graphics array, the DVI, the USB, and then there's a cat fi So networking cables. There's different types of these Ethernet. Fiber optic, it's Teflon or PVC. It's expensive to get transmitted over longer destination. Coaxial or transform electromagnetic inside the cable, the transmission energy. Okay, we, we can skip that. Patch cable. Those are like the coaxial cable is a central conductor surrounded by heat. Oh, with insulation power. Now, okay. Now we have one more AC adapter. All right. AC adapters basically with a power brick or power adapter. There are some like they're usually AC adapters or like the circle ones you see. They usually have a circle, like, and, no, some of the, the audio jack is usually used in, like, the headphones, so, battery eliminators is an adapter, basically you use it instead, it comes with bricks, and, like, sometimes, you know, iPhones will use an AC adapter to plug, you know, the USB cord in there. AC to DC, you know, it's just basically AC adapters. They really plug in. So then we have RCA, which is what is known as RCA. You know, those are um the Radio Corporation. That's what it is, RCA, and it's like the red, the white, and Yo. Cables, you see. So, RCA cables. Usually the red, the white, and the yellow. Okay, and you see them in the circular. It's used to carry both audio and video that can be analog. And RCA cable, the RCA, um, plug it in. 
So the RCA cable. So what the right. RCA in in a way. You plug it in. So before HD became full DVD player, then sometimes they would have you know these RCA. So the red and Yeah, so RGA. And each one controls different parts. Like, I could describe that in a future episode, but we'll keep it as that. Uh, that's a lot of information, but. Got through most of it, but I'm gonna get some more things about them going, but you know, it's just like. Gotta step back and I'll wait this episode 54. Let's, you know, when you have RCA cable, now let's get just some cybersecurity news. Okay. Hacker news. U.S. In the Bible. UK decisions by the US president. Yeah. Yeah. Generated AI. People are saying it could take, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but what, what is really telling is. flaws, like in software being used to take. Sophisticated toolkit chart. We have a new sophisticated toolkit. They're getting Apple Mac OS systems. Said to be generic Python backdoor. To target Linux, Windows, and Mac systems. It's dubbed the Joker's phone. This one the Hacker News. The first, you know, is operating with remote. But here's basically what it, the article is saying is it goes and checks permissions before using a potential to apparently check but do not include the spyware component. So one way they can do this is Mobile devices, yeah. In the right yeah. So basically, they've been finding new ways to the case for browser fingerprinting and optimizing login. Have you ever heard of other well, these online techniques that collects information about visitors? Well, browser. 
So a lot of time, you know, you know, we have a lot of information that we, we save our passwords and things. We save logins and things. But what we really don't realize is, like, The, the U.S. cyber agency just added, so the CISA just at, CISA just added new new things to it. Different flaws, termination, uh, all real memory leading to name leading to DOS. So it's basically you know. DNS software suite that could pave the way for denial of service. So a lot of these denial of service by the kernel privileges or the rogue app over here. So basically, they have these new known vulnerabilities. So zero day They just updated it like June 22nd. Memory corruption one in work it could lead to arbitrary code execution when the crafted when processing specifically crafted web content. So they specifically, you know, an integer overflow vulnerability it could exploit malicious. So integer integer overflow, what is that? You may ask. It, it can occur when arithmetic operation create new. So it creates numbers outside of a given number of digits so that it can just basically shut down. I'm not going to explain everything because some of this might be just too much. But the, the key thing that I would say is. One of the things about ChatGPT that's coming out, I've heard, is that a lot of the credentials are being taken, you know, possibly sold on the dark web. Well, the dark web has good uses, but, you know, well, I could describe, I think I might have covered that in the previous episode, but yeah. One thing to know about cybersecurity and what's so important is. Using password history is not always the best idea. Because if you save your password and then somebody gets into your computer, oh, well, then they could just basically take that and log in. So what you would really want to do is try to create passwords you could either remember, you know, or, or just keep them in a location where People aren't going to get to those because you don't want to share 
passwords. And one thing is, you should try to, as much as you can, limit reusing similar passwords that are similar. Because if somebody guesses one password, they could just get in with all the rest. So, But also making sure that your settings on your computer, which you, you should go to Chrome about Chrome. And then you want to go to privacy and security. And what you would really want to do is security and you want to have enhanced protection. On If you're on Chrome, that's what you want to do. Here's another key thing. If you're ever having problems with a certain website and you can't get to it, and it's not working, what I would do is go to a different browser. If you're using the website, first I would just go to the settings and, you know, the little, like, lock, and then it's a site, click on that site settings if you're on Chrome, and, and then check the site settings, make sure there aren't pop-up blockers being blocked or content blockers, you know, make sure that everything is... You know, that you're allowing that to be there. And then, if that doesn't work, then what you do is you go to a different browser and try the same thing. You try to check for those and you see if they work. All right, we'll get to that in part three. All right, we're on part three now this episode, so thank you for tuning in. Part three, but here's part three. So basically what I'm saying is, if it doesn't work in one browser, you go to a different and try that. To see if you can get into that website and it works. Because I've had it where... Certain browsers, it just doesn't work with the website at times. Another thing you could do if it's really running slow is just check your history and see if you can clear out some of that cache that's just sitting there. You go to history, you go to show full history, and you clear the history. You go to clear browsing history, and you can clear it. That's it. Some of that. So that's just another key thing to do. Another thing you might do is check your Wi-Fi. If it isn't working, try... Oh, I checked it. I had this once where... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. About that. Um, this is what happened. Ian, like, the, the, the IP address you have to type in for, like, maybe you go to... I could explain it in other... I think I explained it in a previous episode. But, um... You know, another thing is... Check your router if it... Like, especially, like, if you've had... Storms or something. And see if it's working. Because sometimes that's why you can't get the website. But... Another thing... If your computer isn't... Char like... Oh, the MagSafe, that would be like the older Macs would have had. There's another cable I didn't mention earlier. MagSafe and PSC2. PC2, like, slash 2. PS slash 2 or something like that. That's like the little circular things with, like... Oh yeah, PC slash two cord, I think it is. No, it's PS slash two cord. It were like power cords, okay, and what they were used for.
They were used for mouse, mice a lot of times. And keyboards would use them. Yeah, yeah it was used for that kind of stuff. It was used for keyboards and mice and to a PC. It was to connect them to a PC. So you'd sometimes have like the purple and the green. And that would tell you what the keyboard for the mouse. Now, the purple for the keyboard. Purple for the mouse. They were synchronously asymmetrical. But basically what they would do is it would connect to keyboard. And mouse, so, yeah, just something else. But when we talk about um, cybersecurity, here's what I was thinking. Cybersecurity, what what basically comes of this when we have what you need to know because you know a lot of times we're browsing on Netflix, we're doing you know what what is most important about cybersecurity is so what we, we a lot of times you you know especially if you're working you know cybersecurity like it's trying to keep people safe and One of the things about cybersecurity that just came out is what the working sense called. Yeah. Just the phony postings and job scams on the rise. So, a lot of times, there are job scams out there if you're looking for jobs. You know, and they said that nearly one third of people surveyed, they said, so a lot of times, you gotta be careful. What I always say if you're looking for a job, and, and I mean this in all honesty, if you're looking for a job, is go to the official website. If you find something on a LinkedIn, and indeed a Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, whatever it may be, that you, that you go to the website of that company and just verify it because, you, you know, sometimes the job... The job postings don't have all the information. You don't get all the, you know, you get all the requirements and all the full details on the website, first of all. And then you can verify, yes, I've been to the official website. Because sometimes they will look absolutely like they are the legit thing. And then they just try to take information from you in order to access it for people. I heard about this one company on the news earlier where people said, oh, but it looked legit to work for this company, but then they were never actually, they were said they were given stuff, but they were never actually given that stuff. And it's just like, well, you kind of, you know, but there were red flags, you know, first of all, they were asking them to buy something. If a job ever asks you to buy something, that should be a red flag right there. That you are not 
that it might be a that it probably is a scam because you know when you get a job they should never ask you to buy anything from them like they should never ask you to buy like equipment like what i mean by that is buy our machine like for x amount of money like if they're asking you to specifically buy a machine like most times like you should go to the company and say well are you going to provide this or do i have to you know have my own computer but you know a lot of times they're, they're not going to ask you to buy like they were asking them to buy some type of like you know product from the company you know and it's like if they're asking you to buy a specific product from the company that could be a red flag right there not always but most times it is because sometimes it'll be like oh you gotta buy a shirt from us but then yeah so what 9% of and you can get money stolen and it's like it pulls things quick. Don't click the links. You know, trust, but go to the company website or even call them up and ask them, is this a legit posting and or is this something that I need to be, you know, worried about? Because a lot of times that's what happens. And it, it also happens with like Signups, like say, or, or another red flag could be okay. Uh, Google is now backing, you know. Cyber security needs to know this month. So what? What cyber? Let's see now. Sometimes AI, like deep fake, like they can make audio that sounds like a real person, but it isn't. Like they can literally trick you into believing it's this person when really it's not. And that's the thing about AI that you gotta know is that it just comes with all this stuff. And so, yeah, but not a music. You know, there's a lot of. Music, I kind of like old school stuff, if it's me. But new music is still, you know, not it's, it's, it's good. There's some good new music, but a lot of times now you could just create, like, stuff with a computer and shit. Basically that.
Another thing, you know, if you have, like, cybersecurity, one of the things, well, you know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, So, artists that, you know, so tears for viewers will be touring this month again. They'll be touring again. Um, and, yeah, they're gonna be touring again. So, Tears for Fears, they're touring again. So, they have their, like, Tipping Point tour. And now, they're having... A new one with Cold War, you know, kids playing... June 26th at the New York, like, Master Club Garden, CMAC. Uh, yeah, they're gonna play at different places, and... So, okay, so tears for fears. Well, I don't talk about it anymore, but they were, They played, they played, um, at the, uh, uh, new, so Bruce Springsteen tour, okay? He is just one of my one of one of the artists I listen to. And he's been touring. Now some of his newer concerts have been cheaper. And
and so he's been playing why Santos for the past couple of times. And you know what's really kind of weird about the whole thing? It's like. He plays a lot of concerts, but like, there's a lot of other artists that. Alright, so concerts in this, so basically. You yeah, know, there's a lot of. Uh, artists that have played, you know. And what I think is like interesting is how you know a lot of like, like their their music they basically like so one Elton John's finishing up his farewell tour. So he played He played his first his last farewell. He's playing his like they're all too early. Right now, and what he's kind of Done now. It kind of started. A lot of these websites are now getting criticized for not doing enough to block, you know, music. And I think, you know, there is. I think there is a purpose to blocking music that is, you know, the artists. Because the artists want to make money, and they don't want people just using their music without permission. Which I agree with, but you, you know, I think if it's just in the background or something and you didn't intend it, then I don't really know if that should be copyright strike or whatever. But I talked about that in previous episodes, and I think, okay, they're baseball in London. That's another story. That, uh, yeah. I was watching it on TV, I didn't go, but it, they're doing it next year with the two different teams. I don't remember exactly what teams, but. They're hoping to do it in other countries, and here's the thing. London has, like, a baseball, professional baseball league, I think. 
It's non-profit. They have a couple teams, but not like a London team or anything. And what is interesting about that is that they were playing in kind of like a stadium that plays soccer. So, take that as you want. They were playing in a stadium that had soccer. And, and they play cricket there too, but like, you know, it's a soccer stadium, so fairly large, you know. And when I think it's like when they played, the ball would take weird hops because it was on turf and. Just weird. Seen that? So, and th and then they had a lot of fans at the games. I think there was like a lot of fans at these games. But it was in a, it was in the soccer team of West Ham where they play, and uh, yeah, that's just uh, you know. So that's uh, what that was. But they're gonna do other cities. They've done Mexico this year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they are hoping to reach more of an audience and get baseball grow the game. That's what they're trying to do. But you know, it was well attended. But yeah, they. Now, here's the thing. The games were fun to watch, I think. And so, yeah. I'll just kind of leave it at that for this episode. Thank you for listening. And uh, we hope to see you on another episode. We hope you'll uh, like, subscribe, and tell us how you like this episode.